After all, computers crash, people die, relationships fall apart. The best we can do is breathe and reboot. And when that fails, a little gizmo called a zip drive can provide a surprising amount of comfort. Right, guys, welcome back to the Mirandas. We have season four, episode eight. Well, <laughs> welcome back. Um, I have kind of like a cold right now, so bear with me. I'll try to not cough as much as possible. But we wanted to record this week because, you know, we want to keep up the momentum. Keep doing <laughs> Keep you know what's funny? I remember when I was younger, I loved <clears throat> sounding sick. I thought I sounded so sexy when I was sick. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I do not. Think did anyone I sound else? Sexy I wonder. Did anyone else feel that way? Um, I'm trying to think. There was like some episode. Maybe it was a new girl when she was sick. I don't know. You you love that show a lot. Um, okay, new girl. So, oh, new girl. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. New girl. She's so sexy. Um, okay. So we have episode eight. My my motherboard myself. And boy, is this episode interesting for one reason. We're going to call this episode the episode of Ancient Scrolls. Oh, yes, it is. It is. It's just one giant episode of Ancient Scrolls. Like this episode really ages itself in terms of technology. Yeah. Um, It was uh, in many different forms of technology. Um. I don't know if there is a consistent theme throughout this episode, maybe like addressing vulnerabilities, both personal and yeah. technological and technical. Yeah. Um, in this episode, Miranda's mom passes away and the girls all deal with the passing in their own way. Yes. So Carrie pushes Aiden away when he tries to help her with her broken laptop. She kind of goes into a crisis. Um, Charlotte post unemployment goes into work mode, trying to get the flowers and the fruit basket for yes. the funeral. And Sam has a hard time addressing her feelings about Miranda's mom's passing away, which has a negative effect in the bedroom. And according to Sam, she, quote unquote, lost her orgasm. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you think there's an overall theme in it? Is it lost? I mean, it's called <laughs> my motherboard myself. And so I guess mother's loss. Yeah, I think. Well, actually, this is where my first carry tracker comes in with our combo. I don't need professional help. I've got you guys. Yeah, for about another 10 minutes. Okay. I'm actually fast forwarding all the way to the end, which is the closing monologue that Carrie has every episode. And I literally, Sarah, like I was, I was actually very emotional for Miranda's mother's yeah. funeral. And then I immediately yes, I did tear up. Yeah. Yeah. And then I immediately started laughing when Carrie went into her monologue. Ready? Quote. Yeah. After all, computers crash. People die. Relationships <laughs> fall apart. The best we can do is breathe and reboot. And when that fails, a little gizmo called a zip drive can provide a surprising <laughs> amount of comfort. So can a boyfriend. And I'm like. I have if you let them. Yeah, if you let them. <laughs> I have multiple notes on that one. One. All right, let's let's analyze let's, this because you're right. I think I <laughs> that's the definitely the first and probably the biggest carry tracker of the episode, just that whole little line. Um, computers so get into crash, it. 
people die. (laughs) Like somehow she is so selfish and self-involved that she can, in an article that she's producing (laughs) for an actual newspaper, somehow connect her old ass Mac laptop dying and Miranda's mother passing away. That takes another level of narcissism. That takes another level of... Lack of self-awareness. I mean, are you've got to be kidding me? And also, <laughs> wh- whose relationship is falling apart? Like, like that one. That's I, true. <laughs> and the best we can do is breathe and reboot. <laughs> How about control, alt, delete, Miranda's mom dying? How about that one? <laughs> can we do Command, that? Cut. <laughs> Command, cut. Cut, paste, copy, copy, and paste. Zombie cloning. Like, what the fuck is is Carrie talking about? I love it. Breathe and reboot. Oh, doggy. The best. You know what? I the think best I missed you can this do. line. Yeah. The bet. That's the best you can do, Carrie. The best you can do <laughs> is just breathe <laughs> and reboot. Is reboot just like buying like magazines like buying vogue and just like cigarettes like what i also love how she mentioned something like you know some what was the line at the end something a boyfriend if you let them right what was that line that and, last it, part and it, it was like like a like a zip drive can like pr- provide a surprising amount of comfort and a boyfriend if you let them okay so just to look into this hmm. miranda Reads this column, right? Like, <laughs> reads this column. Clearly, she's a supportive yeah. friend. Miranda poured her heart out at the funeral saying that she was single and alone. Okay? Yeah. And so not, o- not only has Carrie <laughs> basically compared her computer dying to her mother's death and needing to reboot and breathe, but then ends it with a boyfriend will help you if you let them. And it's just so <laughs> I just imagine Miranda reading the article. <laughs> <laughs> be like oh, oh Carrie oh, I don't, I don't have friend. a boyfriend but like that would be nice I guess <laughs> you're right a boyfriend, a boyfriend could find me comfort during this like deep grief I'm experiencing she's like I don't, have I, don't know, I don't have a boyfriend but I do have a zip drive so I think it's okay also what um, made me really laugh about that line is the best we can do is breathe and reboot. And when that fails, a gizmo called a zip drive can provide a surprising <laughs> amount of comfort. Is that is reading directly from an ad you hear on a true crime podcast. It's all, <laughs> it's literally always like this person was chopped in a million pieces and like put into like some sort of vent in the wall. But you know what also picks me up is Instacart on, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it like always goes into like, a, an ad like it's so like snuck in there like I thought that was literally going to be <laughs> what Carrie was doing Carrie the the MacBook influencer I totally see it um, <clears throat> first off Carrie would have been an amazing narcissistic Instagram influencer she would have been oh, okay so we obviously need to go down that rabbit hole now um, what kind of spawn con do you think she would be doing Definitely fashion, you, obviously. obviously. She's gonna have brands that are sending her stuff. But like let's say beyond fashion. Um, oh God. Maybe something because she doesn't cook. She would she it would be like some meal delivery service. Oh my God. You're good. You're good at this. 
Like, what would that thing be? What's that food thing that, like, you know, skinny bitches on Instagram do? It's like, like that. Oh, like, like samsara. Sakara. Sakara. Yeah. Sakara. <laughs> I, I looked at yeah. Sakara one time because I heard on podcasts and it was so egregiously overpriced. I literally was like, are you you're getting like pre-prepared food for like six hundred dollars? It was something insane. <laughs> like one bowl okay, so in a like a in like a cardboard bowl was like sixty-five dollars. I was like, what? It's just kale and butter. Yeah, and no, it, 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 it's ridiculous. <laughs> and I, I don't think she would be athletic greens because I just don't think she's I don't think she'd be into wellness at all because I don't think she's well. What about, but I what about Madison she, Reed? Maybe Madison Reed. I also think something like um, have I've seen a bunch of influencers do euphoria, like the sex oils. Like she might oh. have some like sex spawn con. It's like maybe some, like some, like c- CBD oil, curly or something like curly shampoo or something. Oh, One of, definitely. What are those pros? Method stuff like that brand pros. Pros, yeah. Um, oh my god, do you, when I listen to a podcast and I hear the ads. It, it it like hurts my brain. I don't know it what does. is that. I mean, because imagine. it's so disingenuous. It is. Wait, do you imagine if we got to the point where we had sponsored content and like we have to completely switch gears and be like, all right, guys, I know we shit talked. Um, MeUndies, but here's our MeUndies ad. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys want some Bombas socks? <laughs> I kind of want Bombas. I know. I think... I, I mean, I totally get why people do it and like have to do whatever. Like, I mean, I get it. Like it's no. money. Okay. There are so it's many just... celebrity podcasts that now do ads and I do not understand for a second. Like Conan O'Brien has like literally like a Bombas <laughs> or Me Undies ad. This, the podcast um, that Tig Notaro and Cheryl Hines do, they do like some sort of like edible cannabis gummy ad, which is kind of cool. But I'm like, you guys literally don't need this revenue. Why are you doing this? <laughs> I know. I um, You're killing I, small podcasts. You already like the world is your oyster. But I, I'm, I'm curious if like, so there's um, a influencer writer who I follow. She's not really an influencer anymore. Haley Nauman, she wrote for Man Repeller a couple years oh, ago. Yeah. And she has this amazing newsletter, Making <laughs> Baby. And I I pay for it. I pay for a monthly subscription to it because she's like, I do not want to have ads. So oh, yeah. I, would you pay for a podcast per month? Like, would you pay your favorite podcast, pay five bucks a month to listen to them so they don't have to do fucking ads? I do. Or do, do you that. want those codes, you greedy bitch? I do do that for one of the podcasts I listen to. It's like a bachelor podcast. It's so good. It's so funny. Like if I'm and I, so they they don't take ads then. No, I think they just. Oh, I love it. They just started with one, but I think that's because they now have their podcast for free and they have like different tiers on Patreon now. But like I oh, I've been there for it. a while, so I I don't know. But they make me cackle with laughter and I'm like, no, this is worth $5 a month. Absolutely. If I'm laughing at work like this. Um, but I wonder how much do you think we're worth per month? <laughs> no more than $3. <laughs> I think that's fine. No, I think oh, we would oh, definitely oh, I lose more listeners. Than enough. I think we would lose listeners, <laughs> but I know we have, it would just be like my mom. It's like, 
podcast. <laughs> I know we have loyal oh, listeners, man. but I'm not even like worried about them. Like, I, I think they would totally pay up. I think that everyone is just too like burdened with like technology and email to like sign up and like go through the whole process. Of, ah, and I've, wait, what's my login again for Patreon? Or Fuck. like, you know. Yeah, like well, there's so many times when I like when I like I've been trying to sign up first to like support someone's Patreon or Substack, but like for some reason my credit card isn't automatically uploaded. And then I'm like, oh, I can't do it. Like Let's today, go get to the point. it's like you're, I haven't memorized my credit card. Your security yet. code is wrong, and I'm like, I know for a fact it's right. I'm staring at my card. <laughs> you're like, it's that's a sign. I'm just not gonna go through with this purchase. Um. Anyway, so speaking of loyal listeners, percent yeah. Speaking of loyal li- listeners, I met one of our listeners this past weekend, Susanna. 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 Yeah. yeah. I met her at our friend Dina's wedding. And Dina is my oldest friend and one of Susanna's oldest friends. And um, when and just like that came out, I think Dina shared the podcast with some of her high school friends or some of her friends. And then, uh, yeah, like Susanna emailed me right before The Bachelorette and like right before the wedding. And it was really nice. And anyway, oh. just wanted to give a shout out to Susanna um, and just like love that we were able to meet. I love it. Um, I'm trying to I think it was I think I shouted this person out a while ago, but Robin, who reached out to us um, she was so sweet and she messaged us about loving the podcast. And so we love hearing from people. If you, you know, message, email, meet in person, you know, whatever it's please. We, we absolutely love it. And it totally makes our day. Um, and we're like little Carrie narcissists. We just love that, that positive feedback. <laughs> um, so anyway, so back to the episode, yes. Carrie's plot line. So I guess we'll start with Carrie you know, Carrie does have this very relatable moment when like tech breaks down. Yeah. And I, I mean, we've all been there. We've all been at the fucking, you know, Apple genius. Bar, Something has happened like, with, with all of us with with tech in our hands and like some sweet, you know, geek squad guy trying to help us. And I so I related to Carrie in this sense of where you feel absolutely paralyzed and like yeah. you're not sure what's going to happen with it. Um, But my God, the ancient scrolls. I mean, let's do an ancient scroll off here of what we've seen with the tech. Well, yeah. I mean, first of all, another carry tracker that has to do with this ancient scroll is Aiden is super cute. He gets this new computer, which is the Apple iBook, the G3 in blueberry color. And he's like, (laughs) I love that you know that. He's so cute. And he's like, look, it's like a purse, which I thought was so sweet because that's like a little handle. And Carrie yeah. goes, where's my, here's my another care tracker. That's an expensive purse. It's blue. Yeah. And it's a lot more fun than your old one. It's got this handle, so it's like a little purse. Yeah. It's a very expensive purse. When, when did you get that? Today. And I got you one of these zip drives. So uh, you can start backing up your work now. Now. I did a little research because <laughs> I felt, hmm, I don't know if that computer is more expensive than Carrie's shoe and purse collection. So in 1999, that computer cost $1,600. Whoa. Yes. 
which is equivalent to $2,600 today. But I also feel like inflation is so fucking bonkers right now that it makes no sense. But I feel like, to be honest, that computer pretty much single-handedly holds down Carrie's job because she can barely yeah. write. So the computer is basically like <laughs> doing everything. Um, I feel like that's not an expensive computer <laughs> compared to her clothing collection. Uh, yeah. I mean, and also, Gilly, like this was such a thoughtful gesture for somebody you're not married to who you just exchanged keys with to go out of their way and buy you an entire new laptop and a system to back up your files. Yes. And your first thought is like, hey, like, don't don't help me. Yeah. It just is so, her insecurities are so apparent and it's really painful to watch. And you, you really, you feel for Aiden here. I understand why he did the childish thing. Like when he kind of storms out and like takes the keys off the ring, like gives the keys back. Because he's like, what are we doing? Like you're, you're, you only let me in so much. Um, and Carrie has this outburst the, that's like, yeah. I've been taking care of myself for a really long time now. And yet like she's like 15 years old at like boarding school or something. It's crazy. And yet she literally goes to big like months later and asks him to pay for the apartment that Aiden like helped get Carrie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we know that Carrie is such a hypocrite. Yeah. And she's just pushing Aiden away because she just just she she can't handle the goodness. She's somebody who self-sabotages. Yeah. And it's a good way of putting it, um, you know, and let's kind of rewind a little bit. And, you know, another. So I think we were originally talking about um, some ancient scrolls here and one of the things, another ancient scroll was when, you know, when the laptop is like breaking down, like she has this error message. First off, I don't even think her computer has color. It felt like it was just black and white. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what processing, you know, um, platform she was using. But, and then when Aiden tries to like help and he gets these crazy messages and this, and so then basically he did something to the computer and then she felt like he made it worse. And so then she was kind of blaming him. So then like the next ancient scrolls that they were then going to this like tech store, which like these exist, but like not really (laughs) as much anymore. Like this was a bustling, bustling tech store. No, no. I'm going to like personally like do a PSA here. If something is wrong with your computer, do not go to the app and you have a Mac. Don't even bother going to the Genius Bar. People there do not know like how to work on computers like Going to these kind of I think of, that's fair. Going to the I, I go to these kind of stores all the time. These people know what they're doing and they don't like do this crazy thing, like ch- crazy charges or make you feel like you need to get a new device. Like those people are really sales reps, really. Um, so that's just my two cents. I think cents. that's very you know what? Great two cents. <laughs> and I will take back my comment that these stores, I think just the nature of how big this store was, yeah, state and how much was going on, it felt like Something I don't typically see. But that place is um, still around, go... I think. Oh, wow. We, we have to let's look into that. It's on 23rd um, I did between 5th bring... and 6th or Broadway and 6th. I think it. Oh, maybe. Wait, did I? I don't know if I went to that. I think I've been to that one before because yeah. I had like a camera or something. I don't know. Anyway, I had to drop my laptop off a co- like maybe a year or so ago. 
Um, and it because like the internet, like something was like not fucking yeah. working. One of my students had dropped my laptop, and I also like used to like throw it on my bed casually. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I was not great with this laptop. All right. Yeah. And and then when I went in, he was like, "Well, you know." as a well you you know this is a vintage piece it's like a vintage piece it's from 2014 <laughs> and i realized like he said it wasn't even worth like fixing um oh my god so it's so funny to think like looking back at the laptop in this episode you think like that's really vintage but like my 2014 macbook air was labeled in the like dis- the the that's, description as a vintage computer that's insane that is insane i know I, it makes that like angers I, I, me I know. I thought it was pretty fun. They're like, it's not worth fixing. I was like, okay, I'll just stay at home. Um, but so the the whole, you know, the, the the tech store experience was super interesting. And then this concept of backing it up, right? Like the, she could yeah. not figure out like that she wouldn't back it up. Aiden accuses her of like, why wouldn't you do that? Miranda asks it. And at the end, you see her with this, you know, what is it called? A zip? What was it called? A zip drive? Yeah, zip and she drive. has a fucking floppy disk. <laughs> I didn't catch that, Sarah. I'm dying. She puts in a floppy disk. And I remember like, what an idiot <laughs> in third, fourth or fifth grade and having floppy disks. And you could fit like I bet there four photos on it at the time. <laughs> in today's world, you could probably fit one iPhone photo on that thing. The floppy disk. It's so wild to me that that like I, I have you ever seen some of those videos of kids online who like have to guess what old stuff is oh my <laughs> to God. guess what a floppy I, disk was. I saw the or one like, where like a thing to hold your CDs. Like kids were like at their grandma's house and they were using a rotary phone to call their mom's smartphone because they were like, "Does it work?" Like they thought it was like not real thing that people used. I was like, what? <laughs> That's so funny. Techno- Technology has advanced so much since we've been alive. Like, well, I actually wanted to like, so I was able to, again, love the like remastered version of this show on HBO Max because I was able to quickly, uh, the computer guy shows Carrie's like messed up computer. And here's what we could recover from your hard drive. Any of that look familiar to you? There it was, my past. It was a mess. Can you please tell me why this happened in the first place? Well, we don't know. Sometimes these things, they just crash. And it shows like wingdings and some of her writing. And this was the only stuff that was recovered. So I was able to look at some of the stuff. And it's like so funny. This is the writing that was left. Nothing is more satisfying than seeing the man that you love. What's another one? Maybe it just wasn't meant to be. Forever watching for signs and signals pointing us in the wrong direction. And then what was the last one? Maybe I'd never know. And so I just thought it was so funny. It's like, girl, you lost nothing. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I yeah, it was just trash. This I is all Mark. Love, I love that um uh uh, like some set designer or prop master had to like go through and make this like fake script for Carrie. <laughs> yeah, just the, the idea that they had and- to do that. Um, I was able to get a screen capture on the episode. So I'll post that on Instagram. It's like a funny little thing to see. Um, but okay. So yeah. So Carrie in this episode, she ends up, you know, getting her laptop back, whatever, you know, she reboot breathes and reboots. Um, but the, you know, other kind of <laughs> plot point in the episode that kind of drives the episode is what happens with Miranda. Yes. And this was a, you know, for 
a lot of the Sex and City episodes, I think this episode was a little bit of a turning point for the show. Yeah. And that it really had a very um, human experience, very yes. relatable experience. Um, you know, even having something about their family that wasn't yes. like a joke, um, that it's really uncommon for the show to kind of break that wall of like the girls in the city dealing with their kind of silly little sex and love problems. Yes. Um, so this was a very real plot point that I was surprised the show went there. Yeah. And it was um, basically you have Miranda calling up Carrie saying she's in Philadelphia because her mom is sick um, and it's not looking good. And then next thing you know is that Carrie gets a phone call in the middle of the night. She's obviously out of it. And Miranda's like, my mom died. Um, we all, you know, went home because the doctor said, get some sleep. And she died when we weren't there. And she was all alone. But I, I, from what I've heard, that's kind of common is that sometimes they, you know, people don't want like their kids to see them die, you know, so they like, I mean, mm -hmm. I've heard that happens when, you know, people leave, they get their kind of alone time and pass away. But um, I thought it was really interesting that they paired this this plot for Miranda with Samantha's plot. I thought that I feel like there's they didn't go deep enough, but I really think that there was something interesting about how. Samantha, quote unquote, lost her orgasm after hearing the news about Miranda and she like couldn't get that release out um, because I mean, I think they kind of are implying that Samantha like took it very like deeply and personally and it was really hard for her to kind of like focus on like sexual pleasure. I don't know. How did you read that? Um, I read it that uh, uh, Samantha was repressing her feelings and burying yeah. something down, which then caused an emotional block. And yes. it kind of speaks to maybe Samantha isn't as, you know, maybe sex isn't just completely physical yeah. with her. Maybe there's a huge emotional component here. Yeah. Which is pretty, you know, um, sad thing that happened to someone she loves and it had such an impact on her mm -hmm. and she wasn't maybe able to consciously, you know, compartmentalize it. But then at the end, she does get the release that she needs, which isn't an orgasm, it's crying and being able to like see her friend and apologize and say words of support. Yeah. And then she just like gets that release that she needs that she kind of thought, oh, I, I need that through sex. But really what I need is through connecting with people and, 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 you know, feeling what I'm feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Finally, Samantha found the release she really needed. She cried for everything she couldn't say and for things she didn't even know she felt. I love that moment when they, like you see Samantha mouth, I'm sorry, and, and Miranda, it, it clearly makes her feel really good. And I started to cry a little bit too. Because oh, I I teared up twice in this episode. Yeah, really. and I rarely tear up on this show. Me too. Um, like it's just not one of those shows that you cry at. I mean, there's not really a lot of TV shows I would tear up at, but the the most powerful scene was the one in the dressing room. And to kind of yeah. paint the the scene, <gasps> if you haven't seen, oh, if you haven't I watched this, this scene. you know, yes, yes, yes. Miranda, you know, has gone to Philly. She hasn't prepared the things that she needs for a funeral because she wasn't expecting her mom to pass away. And yeah. she then is needs to get a new bra, a black bra to go with her black dress. And she's looking at it. And then the 
bra saleswoman who played an amazing bra yes. saleswoman because we've all had this experience. Yeah. Um, then is like, no, 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 you're you're not a 36A. You're like a 34B. And Miranda's like, no, I, I think I know. And then she makes Miranda go try them on. Miranda puts it on. And then the woman barges in. And Miranda, the, the you know, Carrie's overlay to this is, you know, um, Miranda was very shy growing up, but her mother would still barge into the dressing room. And yeah. here was this opportunity for her, Miranda, kind of to kind of have like a fight with the dressing yeah. room woman and, and and relive that dynamic with her mother. I think that I can adjust my bra straps by myself. Would you please get your hands off of my breasts? I'm not being fresh. I think I know what's best. No, you don't. I think that I know what's best for me. Suddenly, Miranda realized she would never have a fight with her mother again. I'm sorry. It's not you. My mother just died. And... Come here. No, I'm, I, I'm, I'm fine. I, I'm, I'm... And there behind the curtain when no one was looking, Miranda found a kind of support that actually fit her. So it, it, it's a really powerful yeah. scene. And then Miranda's like, no, like... I know what's best for me. You don't know. And then she's like, I'm sorry. My my mom just died. And the woman hugs her. It was, it was a really, really powerful scene. It was. I, I, I teared up. It was. Um, and also just it was kind of like addressing that mother knows best kind of idea. And it was um, really emotional. Like clearly Miranda really needed somebody because it seemed like her siblings kind of sucked. Um, Betsy. Her like redheaded, fiery, redheaded Siblings. Yeah, I I actually put labeled this as my ancient scroll. Like this is like an old fashioned Victoria's Secret level shit, <laughs> which is having the bra. Oh yeah, from, I don't know the last time I had someone measure my boobs. It must have been like when I was like fourteen or fifteen or something at a Victoria's Secret. Yeah, I mean now bra is like you know bra technology definitely has yeah. advanced. It's not fully where we want it to be, um, but it's definitely advancing. And now we have all these like you know DTC, um, yeah, you know brands in which you just order online. But like that old school woman with the measuring tape, and yeah. I remember having to go and do that and like feeling so violated. I was an incredibly shy child. I did not like being naked. I didn't like people touching me. I didn't want like strangers to like ever really help me. Um, so I this this scene was very similar to something how I grew up in which my mom would want to be in the dressing room with yeah. me. And I really did not like that at all. Yeah. I don't know about you. If like you um, never want actually... your mom was would go in the dressing room. Mm, I don't think. I think when I was a kid, but I think for the Victoria's Secret bra measurer, I think I kind of liked it because I like didn't really know like what the hell about why underwire bras and like, yeah. And I remember like the, the person said, oh, you're a 34A, but you're also like your sister size is like a 32B. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what the hell is a sister You're like, size. I'll take the B. I'll yeah, take the- I took the A, but I didn't. I still don't understand what a sister size is. But um, well, I've been to Victoria's Secret and they literally measured me, and they don't even carry that size in the store. And I was like, Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. why would you do this to me? Like, I, no, I no. I also no, no, don't no, no. wear not to like be an asshole right me. now, but I don't wear underwire bras anymore. Like. I can't. Mm. It feels terrible. And so, but I remember the first time putting on an underwire bra and I was like, how old were you? 
maybe 14. And because I had like the regular kind of like training bras that I essentially wear now. (laughs) But (laughs) I like remember thinking like, oh my God, this is going to be a long day. (laughs) Like I just like couldn't believe that that you wore wire. Yeah. I, but you, you're an underwire wearer. I I kind of have to be my like chest size and, but there are bras out there now that like, like there's this new, the, like this, the one I've, I've talked about before, the Spanx minimizer. Yes. They actually came out with a wireless one. Actually, my lunch break today, I was looking at it. I was like, oh, maybe I'm going to order that. Yeah. So there are wireless bra options out there for me. But when you have a larger chest size, it's just like really, really difficult to not yes. wear it. Yesterday, I realized that I had had my bra on from like 6.50, a wireless tight bra from 6.50 in the morning until 7 at night. Oh my God, wireless. Because I had like not, like I had been like, I, I leave for work at <clears throat> 7. And then I'm like, it was, it, it was just a terrible experience. And when you take it off that feeling, when you take your bra off, <sighs> amazing. You That's why it. I hate watching Carrie wear wire bras to bed, you know? Oh, I know. Which we talked oh, that's, about. That's so funny. A- Audrey mentioned that. Yeah. She's like, you're stretching out these bras. Um, But yeah, so M- Miranda in this scene, and then she ends up getting the bra that fits. She feels better. We all know that feeling of when you put something on that fits the right size, it feels so good. Um, And she has this like kind of, you know, deep moment of connecting with this saleswoman and kind of processing her grief. Yeah. Um, It's, I don't know if like, there's a lot of other plot points in this. Oh, episode. there is. You know. Oh, tell me. The well, wrestling. Maybe it's not a plot point, but maybe it's more of a question I have for you. Oh, tell me. So again, Samantha, as they're ordering a gift basket with Charlotte and Carrie, says, "I lost my orgasm," and Charlotte's like, "What do you mean lost?" And Samantha's like, "Fucking with no finale." And she's remarking on how she could always get there. And Carrie and Charlotte are like, on top. I do want to mention that this kind of shit is like what I was talking about last week, which is like Carrie and Charlotte were saying they like orgasm. It sounds like they orgasm with intercourse most of the time. Wild. Wild. (laughs) And that Samantha, obviously even crazier, is what she's talking about is every time. And Carrie and Charlotte are like um, saying like, oh, when they're on top, yes, but in other positions. And like to this day, I don't even know what the hell they're talking about. You know what I mean? No, I this show and Dakota and I were actually we we're watching like another show recently where the sex was so unrealistic from start to finish and how they talked about it. I was like, is this doing people a disservice? Like this show, Sex and City was touted as so, you know, um, like a a revelation on TV. They're talking about this. And I was like, but I think they were actually just like really incorrectly portraying sex and orgasms on TV. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, so I recently heard, I may have misheard, but um, something like 80% of women don't orgasm from intercourse alone. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. That sounds right. 
Yeah. And yet on TV, I do think TV, it's changing in which you see like different like sexual acts being performed to like help women, you know, have pleasure or even conversations about it. But this show was very much like intercourse is is just that's how it's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And so like obviously Samantha's character is probably in that like 99 percentile of or one percentile of women that's like can do it. And as she says, sometimes she'll have to finish herself off. But I was even surprised that Charlotte and Carrie are like, yes, sometimes, da-da-da-da-da, whereas, like, you and I, on the other hand, I'm I'm at 0%. Yeah. 0%. Um, yeah, that, Through that, intercourse. that's not how it, that's not how it, it doesn't, that's not how it works for me. And <laughs> I think most women I talk to, that's not how it works for them. And so that's why I think these shows, I wish shows now, and maybe they do, um, would have more honest conversations about it. And I, I think they do. I don't know if I can think of anything off the top of my head. But I think this calls actually, for a poll, Sarah. Well, so, well, this is, I think there's two polls that can be had because there's one is the like, um, I don't know if people like answering like deeply personal polls about sex on the Instagram. I don't know. What do you think? I think we, doesn't hurt to try. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So one poll could be like, um, do you, have you, um, yada, yada. And then the other poll is a question that the girls bring up and it's, can sex still be great without an orgasm? That was my follow-up. And that was what I was going to ask you. I'm going to let you personally answer that. Unless you want to generally answer that. No, what, what, what doesn't matter? Um, I would say, oh, that's, that's kind of a tough question. There's no right or wrong answer. I'm just asking what, what you think on your personal level. Um, I, oh, I'm guess, I don't know. Maybe I think sometimes I think it's the OCD in me and then I just love a box checked. Yeah. (laughs) I just like when things are finished yeah like it feels like without an orgasm there's like no like ending um so yes i guess if you were thinking about sex and the concept of like foreplay and flirting like no you don't need an orgasm to feel like deeply sexually connected but if you're talking about like okay if we're coming together we have like sexual passion then then yeah i think it's great when it ends in an orgasm and so i'd probably be on team like sex is great when there is an orgasm what, what do you think Yeah, I would say it's for me personally, it is great. It it cannot still be great without an orgasm. So for me, I would say like all things encompassing like sexuality, I think like if it's considered great, like that's included. However, I will say that I've had bad sex and there was an orgasm. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, I, again, yeah, the, the it, an orgasm doesn't equate to being great or good sex. Yeah. So maybe, I don't know, I think we're, we're going to have to take this one to the polls and see what people say. I would. I think that's another poll question right there. Take, take it to the polls. <laughs> take it to the, <laughs> the people's. We would like the um, people to use their voice. <laughs> <laughs> use your voice. Um, so I thought it was uh, so fascinating that Charlotte went into complete work mode post being yeah. unemployed. Yeah. I kind of I like know, seeing just, Charlotte like that, though. 
I I loved it. She had her like cute earpiece in. She was like directing the like, you know, not the earpiece, like the headphones with the mic on it, which I thought was so cute. Um, and her like little fruit basket thing and demanding what it looks like. And then I love the line that she says at the end when like the flowers are like absolutely terrible. Yeah. Those flowers were supposed to say, we're so sorry. We love you. Not you're dead. Let's disco. Okay. So I have another poll and it has to do with the funeral. Okay. So this may lead us into our like fashion call out. I think Carrie had too much boob for a funeral. What do you think? She did cover it up I'd with noticed. the shawl in the church. I don't think I even oh. noticed, but it's entirely okay, I possible. Noticed, I noticed that she she did wear the shawl in the church. And right, we talked about this the other day when you were getting ready for the wedding with Dina. You had your green shawl. Yes. Um, but I noticed the dress that she was wearing. And I was like, my God, that's a lot of cleavage. I'm sure. I feel like she a always so- has inappropriate cleavage she does always have inappropriate cleavage um i'm gonna make that a poll too and be like do you think this is like an appropriate fruit funeral look yeah it's a little it's a little look at me but it is um, well speaking of fashion uh do you have any call outs oh my god she's fashion roadkill uh this wasn't a strong fashion episode for me my kind of fashion call out was you know, carries the the boobs at the funeral. I thought um, Charlotte, I loved Charlotte's hair at the funeral. She had this like beautiful, glossy blowout. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe my like weird fashion fashion call it was Sam in the high school wrestling costume, like full decked out in wrestling gear, <laughs> wrestling yeah. with her like ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous, like uh, like uh, guy she's sleeping with. Um, what about you? Do anything fashion-wise this episode? Oh, we've got an iconic look this episode. Carrie in her little denim overall shorts with her little, like, I don't know if it was Gucci or, or yeah, it was Gucci, I think. Her little Gucci leather fanny pack with her curly hair and her yep. like, white collar, like, linen shirt. That, that, I love that look for some reason. Wait, is that the look that's in the beginning of the, no, 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 no. You know what? We'll post that one to Instagram because I think I want to start always posting the fashion calls and yeah. the hits. She, um, but I know because I, I was think I was thinking of the one in the beginning where she's wearing the hot shorts and the long coat and the newsboy cap and the tube top to their lunch in Bryant Park. And I was yes. like, my God, that is that is like quite a look. Um, but what was I going to say? Um, yeah, but no, I haven't been like totally amazed by the fashion recently. No, maybe it's not the, really. Maybe it's yeah. the season. Maybe it's the season. I don't know. Maybe they're in between seasons. Again, we never really fully know what time it is. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's like almost summer there because in the neck or spring, because in the next episode we have um the country episode where she visits Aiden's country home and it's very she's like making a pie and wearing short shorts. Um, yeah. So I think season wise, we might be in mid late spring, which is the weird, which is a weird time to dress. So I don't blame them for having some odd clothing. Um, yeah. Any do we, any zingers this episode? Any oh, I, in Charlotte's? Oh, I got a zinger. I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. Give me a zinger. Charlotte brings, you know, lunch for everyone that she packs. And Samantha goes, I love you not working. You can be my wife. <laughs> that was funny. I like that too. Like that, that Charlotte's like brings a sandwich for Samantha. It was so cute. 
And my um, Miranda sarcasm line is. It feels good to be sarcastic. Which we actually is a big thing is. God forbid a single 35-year-old walks down the aisle. That's the real tragedy. Um, this That's for her yes. mother's funeral. It's like, I guess there were kind of kind of things said about Miranda walking down alone. Yeah, because her sisters are married, so they had someone to walk down. And they were like, ooh, you can't walk down alone. And I think they're projecting and thinking, oh, it's sad, where Miranda doesn't see herself as sad, but is very aware that other people may perceive her that way. Yes. And I think that's probably a conversation that's pretty consistent today, maybe changing, where it's like if you see a woman over a certain age and she's single, it's like, ooh, what's either what's wrong, like, ooh, she must be lonely, she must not really like her life. I think there's a lot of, like, projections onto single women. Yes. Whereas if it was, like, a 35-year-old single man, it I don't know if it would be the same conversation. So yeah. I think this kind of still rings true today, you know, 20 years later. Yeah. Maybe changing. Yes. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, this was an interesting episode. I – I don't know if I laughed a lot. I actually cried twice. So yeah, me too. I don't, my, my, my rating feels, I don't know. I don't, maybe I'm being influenced by my, my mood. What are you, what are you going to rate this, Gilly? I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. Mine's a 3.5. Gilly, I kid you not, mine is a 3.5 and I wrote it down on the <laughs> yes! screen. To not, to not be influ- influenced. Yeah, this is a solid 3.5 episode. Yeah, it's solid. Like, it pushes along, like, both Carrie and Aiden's relationship, like, Miranda, the girls, just kind of their relationship. Um, but it, it was also kind of like a bridge episode, too, I would say. Definitely a bridge episode. It's getting us to this, like, next season, not not next season, this next kind of phase in their lives, right? Like, Charlotte is on the cusp of, like, really trying to get pregnant and the issues that are going to come up. Um, um, wait, we totally forgot. We have... Um, a Steve call out. <gasps> Steve shows up oh for Miranda God. in this episode. How could we just end this episode without saying that? There's the kind of support you ask for and the kind of support you don't ask for. And then there's the kind that just shows up. I, oh, I God. did tear up when like. Steve, we see Steve and Aiden showed up together in their cute little suits. And Carrie said, and there's the kind of support that just shows up. I, I love yeah. seeing them and there. We get, you know, Aiden and Steve, two lovable goofball guys um, who are, as we know from watching and just like that and this series that they are discarded by their women, chosen women. Um, but they're guys that show up when they you're, you don't ask. And I think they're truly good men. So I loved seeing Steve there standing next to Aiden. We had a cameo from Scout. We had, <laughs> we had a representation from Scout. <laughs> <laughs> um, so next week we have a great episode. We have the episode nine when Carrie goes to Aiden's country home. It's a good yes, one. Yes, can't wait. Well, this was fun. Um yeah. I hope you feel better, Gill- Gillyweed. Me too. Me too. Um, hope Your voice sounds it- better. Maybe I've just gotten used to it. But yeah, um, all right. So guys, we'll see each other. We'll see you next week. Our little, our little, what is it? Sad Max. Buy our little Sad Max, our little iBooks. <laughs> Bye. Bye.